Hi, and welcome to the Mike Courtson program. I'm Dr. Mike. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, today we're going to talk about the law of attraction again and a few other things about being happy. This show is about being happy, how to find ways of making yourself feel better about yourself and get through your the daily grind of just living and enjoying ourselves. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, I was uh, a victim of uh, terminal cancer and was in a nursing home for a long time, uh, suffering from that with hospice care. And then I had a massive stroke, which left me paralyzed, and uh, I managed to, I guess, think my way out of having cancer and return to an active life. I'm still disabled, but uh, I'm able to get around and I write about my experiences and the techniques, thinking techniques that I use to overcome these horrible maladies. Uh, a lot of that's featured in my book, Winning Thinking, How to Be Happy Almost All of the Time, which is available in bookstores and online, or you can find it off my website at www.michaelcourtson.com and that's C-O-R-T-S-O-N no K in my name if you have any show suggestions or comments or ideas uh, feel free to email me at mike at michaelcourtson.com or mikecourtson.com either one of those works and I'll be happy to um, talk to you about you know anything that's on your mind regarding the subjects that we talk about here. I have guests occasionally, and if you have some ideas of some guests or comments about the guests that we have, uh, let me know about that as well. I just returned from Las Vegas, and I just filmed a new instructional golf video. For those of you who have not met me before, I actually teach golf now. I was a lawyer, and now I've retired from law since my illness. And since I'm living in Michigan and my law license was in California, it didn't really make a lot of sense to continue to try to practice law. Plus, I didn't like the stress, and I'm enjoying my life better now writing, doing this radio program, and dealing with teaching golf and writing about golf and positive thinking. Uh, The video parallels my book, The Secret to a Great Golf Swing. And in that book and also in the video, I reveal the famous Ben Hogan's uh, swing secret, which I learned from his only student, John Schley. And John taught me this so many, many years ago, back in the 1980s when I ran into him at a driving range. It was quite an interesting story, and the DVD will be available through OHP Direct, who will be marketing the DVD uh, worldwide, I imagine. At least I would hope so. Get their money back for all the costs to produce the thing. But uh, definitely it works. I play golf to a a very low handicap, even handicapped. So uh, that's something we're checking out. There will be details about it on my website, so you can always check out www.michaelcourtson.com for any any information uh, regarding upcoming events and things that I'm doing and all the books that I've written. Okay, today I want to continue our talk and discussion about the law of attraction And for those of you who are not uh, familiar with the law of attraction, the law of attraction is basically a law of the universe that says likes attracts like. And what goes around comes around. What we think is what we are and what we attract to ourselves. 
And that includes good things, bad things, illness, you name it. It all comes from how we think. How we think about ourselves is what we become. The uh, law of attraction is a law that was in effect and from the beginning of time, just like gravity. We don't know what gravity is. We just know that it works. We don't know why it works, but it does work, and we live by it. And before anybody and Isaac Newton came up with the idea of naming it gravity, this force, people lived by it and worked by it all the time. And the same holds true for the law of attraction. Nobody knew about what this was. It's just a force that works as part of nature. This gets a little more complicated, and since I was ill, I had a lot of time to think about all these things and try to explain and understand how it is I was able to get better when all the experts were saying, Mike, you're going to die. There's not much we can do for you other than keep you comfortable. Uh, thanks for playing. Get your affairs in order, which I did, and I still carry my funeral card around with me. And yet here I am now, back out, going around, talking to people, writing books, teaching people how to play golf, and doing this radio program, and not dead yet. Even though the experts said back in 2003 I was a goner and there was nothing they could do. How is it that I got by that? And that's what sparked my interest into all of these things. And as part of this law of attraction, I have been attracting lots of people into my life from all over the world regarding this topic. And I try to explain to other people what I know about it so far. And I'm studying it all the time and we're discussing it um, even now, as I, I do research for this program, I learn more and more about what other people have to say about it and their thoughts and ideas as to how this works, how we can use this force to help ourselves have a better life, to make ourselves happier every day. The first and foremost thing I think most people don't realize is that all the things we do, all of those hustle and bustle of going to school, going to work, trying to earn money, is all about creating what two things basically we want th to be safe so we need a shelter clothing food water and the basic needs to keep ourselves alive and the other reason is to be happy we want to be happy so we're constantly working our brains out of our head to try and become wealthy and hopefully that extra money will afford us the opportunities to be happy well we all know the old phrase, money can't buy you happiness, and you know what? That's pretty much true. Happiness is a state of mind. It's just as well as being sad is a state of mind, and it's something that we all choose. We choose to be happy. We choose to be miserable, and we've discussed those things in the past. I'm not going to beat that horse any more than we absolutely have to. If you're going to be using this law of attraction to your benefit, what... I found really interesting was some research by some people regarding f our free will, our, our ability to choose. Is that really something that we do as a, a free will thing that each of us has, or is that just something that's pre-programmed into us? And I thought about that for a second. I said, well, wait a minute. Well, if the law of the universe, everything works as... Uh, mathematically, everything physically, by the law of physics, 
works in unison. For every action, there's a reaction. And every vibration, there's a, and a reaction, and which causes something else to happen. So there's this constant cause and effect going on within our universe. And are we pre-programmed to just do these things as we vibrate around? Or is there some kind of randomness to this whole thing that we really don't have any control over, and it, it just happens? And if that's true, is the law of physics not absolute and if not why these are just some really crazy questions that i've had going through my head and, and a lot of other people have as well we got to break ourselves down into the the molecules that that make up a human being and everything is made of the same stuff einstein found out that guess what we're all energy e equals mc squared we are all energy there's no such thing as a solid. We are an energy built up of molecules, atoms, and subatomic particles. And when it comes right down to it, we're a vibration. So that phrase of, you know, good vibes and bad vibes is pretty much true. Now, how do we, can we alter those vibrations to create new situations for ourselves can we create a uh, a new reality for ourselves and this is kind of how i got involved with this not so much by choice but because of the observations of other people who said you know what you you overcame these odds you're some kind of a miracle person and if anybody's le less deserving i'm probably it uh, i'm the least deserving of all as far as being given an opportunity to have this, quote, miracle happen. Uh, how is it that I was spared and others weren't? I think that question of why is kind of a useless question for all of us. Why all this stuff happens is really not of any consequence because we're here and it's going to happen whether we know why or not. The why really doesn't have anything to do with it. The how, perhaps, that question, we can have some effect over what happens to ourselves and others within our existence. So that brought me to, do I have free will? Did I have a choice to make myself better, or do I just curl up in a ball and die? And I pondered that as I was unable really to scratch my own nose, but my lucidity had come back. And you're staring at a ceiling all day, you know, as basically a, a prisoner in a nursing home with a life sentence and with no hope of ever getting out. And how do you change your thinking to a point where you actually can physically change your body to where whatever it is that's attacking you and killing you ceases to do that and goes away? And that's the that was the real crux of my thinking for a long, long time. And somehow, and and it happened fairly quickly when I decided that you know what, no matter what I do, I'm going to be happy. I don't care how bad I am. I don't care how soon I'm going to die, or how miserable it's going to be, or how much pain I'm going to be in. I don't care. I'm just going to be happy no matter what. And lo and behold, after I took that frame of mind, something clicked in the back of my head to where the universe responded or my body responded or the molecules got in order and said, you know what, let's 
get rid of whatever it is that's trying to kill this person and get take it away from him and let him have a little more happiness. And it kept coming back more and more. Every day I felt a little better. I started gaining weight. And this was like in January of 2004. By February of 2004, I was pretty much cleared up. I was putting on weight like a normal person. I was still physically unable to really get around very well. But I just kept being happy. I never told myself, I can't do this. This is impossible. This hurts too much. This is too much agony. I just plotted away one step at a time. I was happy in the moment. In the moment. I was not worried about being happy you know, 10 months from now, 10 years from now, 5 years from now, whatever. My happiness was not placed somewhere in the future. It was placed right there in front of me right now as I was going on. Each and every day. Every moment of every day. If I woke up in the morning and I was awake, it was like, woohoo, I'm still here. I didn't die yet. Oh, I still hurt. But, you know, that pain is a reminder that, hey, I'm still here. Because if I don't feel the pain, I may, be not, I may not be here. I, just, I may not be existing any longer. So I was still around to appreciate what was going on. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to really start appreciating what's going on. I'm going to look at this bird and watch it what it does and take wonder in it and smile about it and I did smile I smile a lot now and before I got ill as a, when I was an, an attorney I was a miserable person oh, just toward, you know just I'm the guy they wrote all the jokes about this this terrible guy that was you know at war with the world and was going to fix the world and once I got to this point of being happy in the moment Everything started to turn around for me, and it, it does every day. Because right now, as I'm, I'm going on here, I, I take wonder just looking at the back of my hand and going, "Wow, how is it that that can do that?" And I ask hard questions of myself, like, "Wow, how come my finger's only that long? You know, how come it didn't get a little longer than that?" I don't need to know why. Just it, it just amazes me every little thing I can do to watch new babies and how the the wonder they take and everything that that comes into their life these are all new things and i kind of understand that because when i the blood clot let loose in my head where i had this horrible stroke it was over my left eye and i had a big blood clot and i remember remember the morning it let loose and it slid across it's like a comet went across my uh, my eyebrow and i was like wow i didn't really have a sense of language or anything and in front of me was standing this figure, and it was it obviously it turned out to be my nurse. And I was like, wow, who is this? What is that? I didn't have a concept of that's a lady. I didn't have a concept of what it was. But it was staring back at me, and I was staring at it. And then I looked down, and I saw my hand. And it goes, what is that? And I could move it. A little bit. You know, I wasn't moving it really well, but I was just like, what is it? And it had to be kind of like what a newborn is when, except I had a, a level of consciousness that was memories flush, you know, flooding back to me as like, wow, okay, that's your hand, that's a lady, uh, this is a room, and uh, that's a television sitting over there, and there's a, there's another man over in a bed over there who's, uh, you know, th- th- looks like he's pretty sick, and uh, all these things started coming back to me. 
And I'm like, wow. I'm, where do I go from here? Where, now what do I do? And after that came back, after my lucidity came back, and I, you know, it was a, several days, I think, went by before I kind of realized, wow, here I am in this horrible situation. And people started explaining to me, well, here's why you're here. You're going to die. You've got this horrible cancer. You've got, you've had this horrible stroke. And there's really nothing we can do for you. And they were trying to comfort me, you know, and say, well, you know, yeah, congratulations, you got your lucidity back. Congratulations, you're going to die. And and we're here to help you do that as easily as possible. Well, isn't that nice? And I thought, wow, okay, there's no way I can get out of this. I can't beat this. That's what they all told me. All the experts said, I can't beat this. All right, I won't try to beat it. I'll just make the best of what I got. And I'm going to start that smiling thing. I'm going to appreciate the moment. I'm going to be happy in the moment. I'm not going to predicate being happy on something in the future. And I see us living that way. And we attract nothing from the future. We attract from our present frame of mind. We attract from our present frame of mind. What you're, what's going on in your head right now is what sets you up for everything else that goes on in your life. You can't just sit in a chair and fold your hands, close your eyes, squeeze them tight and go, I wish I had a Corvette, I wish, I wish, I wish I had a Corvette. Because that's not going to happen. But you can wish to be happy. You become happy and you start attracting happiness into your life. Lots of good things. You can have long-term Ideas of like, I would like to get a Corvette someday. But it doesn't need to become your dominant primary thought, you know, 24 hours a day. The harder I wish, the, the sooner it's going to happen. That becomes one of the things on your wish list. But if you stay happy in the moment, the wish list comes about. And the reason I brought up the video for my, my golf video I got out of the nursing home in on June 11, 2004, and I literally hobbled out of the place. As far as I know, I'm the only one that returned to an active life ever in the history of that place. And with the report card I had of uh, and my prognosis of I was supposed to be dead, it was a miracle I got out at all. So when I got out, I said, well, I need to do something with my time, and I'd been writing some books and screenplays and dabbling in that because I really didn't have any ability to do anything other than than write and and think physically it was very hard for me to get around and over that winter from 2004 to the spring of 2005 i said you know maybe i could play golf i really enjoyed playing golf before i got sick and i had been involved in with professional golfers with bruce crampton from the senior tour he's now retired but still a very very good close friend of mine and I'd been around professional golf for a long time. I was never really much of a golfer myself. And I knew about this secret of Ben Hogan's that had been taught to me by John Schley many, many years ago. And I knew the position I had to be in when I hit the ball, but I didn't know. I, there was no way I could do it the way a normal golfer would supposedly do it in the or the way they teach golf these days. So I basically came up with my own method to get into that position, that impact. And lo and behold, I could hit the ball straight. 
And all winter long, I was in my little apartment, and I chipped balls all winter long. Well, the following spring in 2005, I ventured out, and I hobbled out to the golf course and to see if I could actually do this. And it's extremely painful for me to walk. I have neuritis and neuropathy in both legs from, as a residual from the antiparalysis medication that was given to me. And it, it was extremely painful for me to go out. And, and ju- it is, to, even to this day, every time I take a step, it's like stepping on a nail. And, but, you know, my life's got to go on. I, gotta, I, gotta, I need to do something keep myself busy, you know, be productive, and then try to enjoy my life one way or another. So I go out and I, I start playing golf by myself. And the people who work at this little golf course know who I am. They know my family, and they knew my history. And they're like, wow, what's he even doing out here? Who is this? What, what, what is he trying to do? Well, I went out there, and I started hitting the ball. And I hit it pretty straight. I didn't hit it really far because I'm pretty weak, but I could hit it straight. And before I know it, these people are coming to me asking me for lessons. I'm not a golf instructor. I didn't ever intend to be a golf instructor. But I showed them what I did. And pretty soon I write down a book. And they said, put this all down. You should, you should tell people how you do this. So I wrote it out in a book. As I did this, and I just kept being happy, and I was kind of just giving away my, my lessons to people, you know, and wrote this down in a book and I ran into my partner from Chicago one day total stranger didn't know him from anything and I showed him what I did he says you got this written down I said yeah he says you need to put that out as a book because other golfers could really benefit from this you got something pretty good here so I started working on the book and I got it done and he he helped me get the the book published and I thought wow you know that this how does this guy come out of nowhere and help me do that? And it even gets better than that. He gave me a... We had one car. My wife and I had one car after I got out of the nursing home. And she was working. And it was almost impossible for me to get to and from the golf course without a car. And this gentleman would pick me up and take me to the golf course. And one day we went to... A golf course and driving his little car. He called it his golf car. And he says, you know what's cool about this car? And I said, well, I said, what? And he says, well, the cool thing about this car is it's yours. He gave me the car. These are the kinds of things that happen out of being happy. That's the point I'm trying to make. Becoming happy attracts all this great stuff into your life. As I thought about the, the book for my golf, I thought, well, you know, it would be better to actually put this on videotape and try to show people what I do as opposed to try and write it down. Because writing down things as to how to do something physically and step-by-step is is pretty difficult. I mean, if you've ever tried to assemble a bicycle at Christmas time uh, and you read the instructions, it's, it, it makes you crazy. Even with the pictures and, you know, insert tab A into slot B and all these different, you know, parts that go into the process, you know, it, comes out looking like a violin instead of a bicycle for some people it's just terrible and so writing it down in a book and explaining things pretty tough to do i said wow video would be great if i could do that but i need a video camera and i don't have any i don't have a camera and i really don't know how to you know produce a a, a move uh you know a video an instructional video i really don't know how to do that myself 
So that idea was kind of shot. I didn't have the money to buy a camera, and even if I did, it wouldn't really make a difference. I, I wouldn't have been able to do it very well. So I said, forget that idea. I uh, sent my book to a company who sent me emails all the time advertising their golf-related materials because I'm on a lot of golf lists because I, I like golf. And I said, well, this company seems to sell a lot of things by that. Maybe they'd be interested in marketing my book. So I sent a copy of my book and said, here's this little book I wrote. You know, Take a look at it, and maybe you'd like to add it to the list of things that you guys sell. A few months went by, and I got an email back that said, call us about your book. So I called and talked to this lady, and she's very nice, very kind. And I said, oh, so I got your email. I take it you want to sell my book. She said, no. So what? She said, no, we don't want to sell your book. I said, well, why not? And she said, well... It's our experience that trying to teach these kind of things with a book really doesn't work that well, and we, it's better to do it as a video. The Twilight Zone music starts going off in my head. And she said, we'd like you to come to California and make a golf video. And what did I just tell you at the beginning of this program? Here I uh, just got back from Las Vegas where we shot a golf video. They hired me to do this golf video and teach people what I do. The neat thing about doing the video was all the things that I want to teach, if you've ever seen people do movies or or uh, television shows, is that people make mistakes and they have bloopers and they have to do things over and over and over again. The director was amazed because we did everything pretty much in one take. Uh, as an example, I had one shot. It was they threw a ball in a sand trap, and he says, "Okay, explain to us." You know, they set up the cameras. He says, "Explain to us how you would hit the ball and knock it out of this uh, sand trap." Well, that's a really tough shot for most people, and tough shot for me. So he's got the cameras all set up, and it's been late in the day. We've been filming all day, and I'm tired, and I hadn't hit a sand shot all day. So I'm like, "Well, you know, I don't know if I can pull this off or not." I step into the sand trap and explain this is how you use this sand wedge to hit the ball out of the sand trap. I take one swing, ball flies right out of the sand trap, rolls right down next to the hole. One take. Everything went like that all day. Now, when we got finished, one of the cameramen, who was kind of amazed about my whole story of, and how I got to this point of doing this video, and... Uh, as we just got finished, it was about to start to rain. Been threatening all day, and now we were just starting to get a few drops, and they were worried they were going to have to. Their cameras were going to get ruined in the rain. So we finally, I hit the very last thing we needed to do. We got everything packed up, and we're driving back to the clubhouse. And we walk inside, and it starts to rain outside. And the producer and the, says, oh, my goodness, man, did we luck out. I wonder why we got so lucky. And the, this cameraman and I both said uh, simultaneously, law of attraction. And we kind of looked at each other and we were surprised that we both were in tune, tune with the exact same thing. That's how the law of attraction works. And that's what I was trying to talk to you and tell you about. That this thing is at work whether you know it or not. And it comes from, if you want positive things happening in your life, you have to really start thinking positive. Start thinking happy thoughts. And do it about stuff in the moment. 
how neat that flower looks, how amazing it is that the grass is able to grow, how the wind blows and the clouds in the sky, things that when that you took wonder in when you were a child, these are the things you need to be getting excited about again today. We're going to talk a lot more about this in future shows and whatever. I appreciate your comments and any show ideas. I'm, I'm more than happy to discuss whatever and whenever on this thing, as long as it's something about being positive and happy. Be sure to send me your emails at mike at michaelcourtson.com or mike at mikecourtson.com. I I really enjoy hearing from people and discussing these things. Uh, My book, Winning Thinking, How to Be Happy Almost All the Time, is available at bookstores or online. Uh, Get a copy of it. Read it. It's right to the point. It's the meat and potatoes about how to take control of how you think so you don't drive yourself crazy each and every day. These are the things you really need to, to focus on to be a better, happier person. I look forward to our next time together. And in the meantime, I want you to just focus on the moment, be happy in the moment, and smile. Most important tool you got right there is your smile. You guys take care. I'll talk to you next time. Bye bye.